Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and today uh, we're just going to just dive in. Now, you know, Obstruction to Justice, what we talk about, we discuss general information uh, about relevant topics of the day. Uh, we do highlight um, politics, economics, and of course, my favorite small businesses. So we're going to just today um, talk about what's coming up here. Now, there's going to be a an election, uh, April 6th, there's an election in the greater Kansas City area. Some of the cities will be having uh, elections. So we're going to take a look at those um, cities and actually what's going to be on the ballot on most of the ballots in the cities, okay? I don't think we really get enough uh, enough information about what's going on politically, locally. Hmm? We get all riled up and and um, about what's going on nationally. Hey, Risa Singleton, thanks for joining. We get all riled up and, and uh, excited about national elections, particularly the uh, presidential elections, but and there's many other elections that, and political and um, community and local, local offices that go on. And, you know, really what I'm finding is that there are uncontested spots locally in some of these local elections where people just are right in the ballot and they write, they're written in or they are, no one is, is uh, campaigning. It's just one person in that seat and they just automatically just get the seat. <laughs> so they automatically get put in opportunities and positions to where they can make decisions uh, for the local communities. So that right there, what does that mean? Oh, wow. Well, if I didn't say, I'm Ann Moles. And again, thanks for joining. You can go ahead and chime in, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, uh, whether you're on uh, uh, the podcasters. Now, what we do, we make sure that we describe as much as we can when it comes to information and what we're showing so the podcaster can enjoy what's going on. Uh, we also uh, tw uh, Twitch. We're out there on Twitch, and we, we just push this information information everywhere. And of course, this is a Union Wrong Hill Films production. And, you know, we are sponsored by ASBNC Training and Consulting. So if you need some training information, or you need some training content development, or learning and education, you need to train a team on whatever business training, give us a, a look-see at www.asbnc.com. Yeah, so what I'm finding uh, is that there are seats locally that uh, when you, they have the different elections, no one is running. So what happens is that one person who decides, okay, well, I'm going to put my name in the, in the hat and I'm going to see what happens. Well, they just get elected. They go through the formalities of the election, which is what's coming up April 6th. Now, I'm hoping everyone has their um, their voter registration done. Okay, we've had elections, national elections. Everyone listening <laughs> under the sound of my voice, I'm really hoping that you have your voter registration card ready and you know where your polling station is. Hey, William King, how's it going? Hello to you. Yes, glad that you joined. And then so that you're ready to be a voice and be able to uh, put your vote in because votes 
do matter. They do count. And I always say I vote in every election. I don't care what they're voting on. I'm there, right there with with my voter ID or registration, whatever ID that they need. And I'm right there in line. I make sure that, you know, I've gone to uh, the polls where... It was the wrong poll, but no one said anything. I didn't get any letters or anything. So, you know, I I just looked it up and I said, okay, well, where is it? Where are we, where are we needing to vote? And I make sure that I vote. There are people that have died for the right to vote. My uh, ancestors, and I am an African-American woman, I have ancestors and people in this country. I live in the great country of the United States of America. And we have had a time. We've had a time making sure that our voice matters, that uh, we have rights and liberties as human beings and as citizens in this great, great country of the United States of America. And it hasn't been easy, but our ancestors, who are those of us who are African American, hey, we have had to fight for the right to vote. And women didn't get a chance to have the right to vote either until the 1920s. So I make sure that as a descendant of great ancestral culture here in the wonderful United States of America, I make sure that I vote. And I'm not just focusing on the national vote opportunities, which, of course, that's what we we're all excited. The big, big elections and big positions, they get a lot of a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, play and airtime. And, you know, people are knowing and congressmen, senators and things like that, Uh, of course, uh, presidential. Uh, candidates, governors, and all that, but there are local, local people in your cities, okay, and that, um, that are out there that do work, and they get paid, yes, there is, uh, our tax dollars pay for every seat, when we're talking about politics, there's no volunteering when it comes to politics, folks get paid, one way or another, hmm? they might have a, a have a, a cousin that has a business that okay. Well, I'm not saying kickbacks are out there. I'm not saying, but you know, if you know that there's some good good business, good work coming down the pike, and you know you have a friend that has a business, and you're in a position to where you know about these things because you're there. You're an alderman, uh, city council person or whatnot, you know, uh, then, hey, they know, and then they get a chance to share. Well, a lot of times people don't have the opportunities because they, we just don't know, right? So I'm going to share a little bit getting started here, and then we're going to get a chance to check out, this is uh, the series of one of uh, the first interview that we're going to have with this wonderful entrepreneur, uh, Mr. James Davis. Now, you guys may already know him, and uh, he's been around uh, the greater Kansas City area for a long time. Well, we could we got that little snippet of an interview with him starting out, but then and within the next few weeks, we'll be able to really talk with him about what we really want to talk about when it comes to business and the type of business that he's in that is very challenging. So let's go ahead and we're going to, I'm going to just jump right in to uh, what I'd like to share here. Big shout outs to everybody that has joined. Now I want to, I want to go out here and I want to take a look. Let's look here at the, the uh, board of elections. Okay. Let's make that a little better, bigger there. Okay. Now here is. Here is the, uh, let's see what this one was. Looks like it's the same thing. Okay, let me, uh, I'll come back to that. Here is the uh, list of what's going on during the primary election. Notice of primary election, Tuesday, April 6th. Now, 
This is a cool site. This is the Jackson County Election Board. Okay, so this this everyone in the Jackson County. Now, this also handles Lafayette County, which is out here close on the east side of Jackson County, Lafayette County as well. And you can go out here to the jcebmo.gov slash election dash information slash on dash the ballot. Okay. And it'll take you to this page here and you'll get a chance to see all the cities that are having elections coming up Tuesday, April the 6th. Now you have Blue Springs, Buckner, Grain Valley. Oh, here's a familiar one. Grandview. Now we've had uh, have some great work going on out there in Grandview where uh, the city of Grandview is participating with another team and they're talking about what can be done with the the violence that's going on out there. Okay, stop the violence. Community organizations that are coming together and they hold meetings. Well, here, city of Grandview is having their elections too. Greenwood, uh, city of Lake, Lake Top, Lottawada, city of Lake Tapawinga, that's out here in Blue Springs area, uh, city of Lee Summit, uh, city of Lone Jack, of course, city of Oak Grove, city of Raytown. So you Raytowners just know that there's going to be an election out there uh, that you'll need to, to make sure that you vote April 6th, Tuesday, April 6th. That's coming up. Because tomorrow is April 1st, right? City of Sugar Creek, okay? Town of Riverbend, town of Sibley, town of Unity Village. Uh, now here, here's what's going to be interesting. There's a junior college of Metro KCRV uh, 5 and 6 that's going to be voting as well. And what that is, that's talking about can, does the residents, do we want those that are voting, uh, we're looking at Grain Valley and Oak Grove. Right now, Grain Valley and Oak Grove don't have access to the metro, the metropolitan, um, the metropolitan colleges. So the junior colleges. So you have Blue Springs, and that's the last town headed out <laughs> east that has access to the colleges, the, the uh, metropolitan community colleges. Okay, so anyone headed east outside of Blue Springs has to pay out-of-state tuition. Wow, because they're not part of the community that uh, gets a chance to have discounted or uh, the junior college rates, right, in-state rates and fees. Independent school district is voting. The school districts are voting. The cent uh, Central Jackson uh, Fire Protection District. So go out here and see if you're a part of any of these towns here, go out here to see. But what I'm getting ready to do, I'm going to show you something that I think is super interesting because we get a chance or we talk about Hey, Clara Williams-James, hello and good evening to you as well. Thank you so much for joining. Well, what, we, we, what I'm seeing here, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to show us what it is that, um, that they're voting on. Okay, so I have Oak Grove pulled up. So let me go out here and grab this. And when you go out here to the website, then you get a chance to see there's a... Um, of course, what's on the ballot, and here we get a chance to take a look. Uh, let's see if it's this one here. Okay, no, that's not the one I want. All right, let me pull this one up. What I'm trying to pull up here is the, the one that talks about what's on the ballot. So I need to do any, meeny, miny, mo here. And see if I can, ca oh, there it is right there. Okay. Okay, so now this notice of general municipal election, okay, there's one for each city that's on that ballot, okay? So 
there's a notice out here for each city that's on the ballot. And what we'll get a chance to take a look and see here is what's on the ballot. Okay, so if you want to know what's on the ballot for any upcoming elections, then go to the site that we just shared and pull up, just click on the link for that city and it'll pull up this Word document. Hmm? All right. And what they're voting on, what we're voting on it, of course, it gives the times when the polls are open and what area, but they're voting for aldermen. Aldermen's are really coming up in most of all these elections that I, I pulled up and looked at a lot of the cities that are on that'll be voting. So what's on the ballot or they'll be voting for the aldermen. And also the question of whether to uh, increase shall the city of Oak Grove, Missouri impose a fuel tax of one cent per gallon based on the gallons of motor vehicle fuel sold. Okay, so I'll show this here, but here is what they're uh, they're looking to do. And also, okay, so that's mainly what I want to show. I want to show the alderman. Now, two seconds here. The alderman, notice there is only one person there. Alderman for Ward 1, Alderman for Ward 2, Alderman for Ward 3. There's only one person there. So that means whoever is in that slot, they're just going to be put in. You know, there's there's no vote. So you would have several people uh, that you could get a chance to vote for. They would be listed here. Well, for the city of Oak Grove, there's no one listed here. Okay. And I'm going here to prove a point. All right. Uh, for some of the um, some of the other cities, like Grandview, the aldermen are there, and there are several aldermen for the ward where they're running to be elected. Okay, and that's good, right? There are people that are interested in wanting to be aldermen, so that oh well, what do aldermen's do? That's a good question. What do aldermen's do? And we can take a look here. I pulled up a little information to kind of share about what aldermen's do. And let's see here. Let's see if this is the one that, yeah. What does an alderman do? Hmm. Well, what aldermen's do is that they are, they work with the city. Okay. And they're under the mayor. So the uh, alderman they are part of the city council person. So in the United States, uh, city and county governments, they prefer the term councilman, okay, or council member to alderman. All right. So aldermen, they are, uh, they work with in support of the mayor. So they're under the mayor. And notice that there were different districts, okay. So the district, that has the different aldermen. If you have an issue in the area where you live, cities are divided up into districts. Okay, notice that Oak Grove had three districts. So if I had an issue in my district, then I could contact the alderman and say, okay, well, the roads here, there's a problem or there's a big fence or someone's not taking care of the area, uh, a piece of property or something of something of that nature and the alderman handles it aldermen know what's going on and they work with the mayor and they're part of the city council and they handle it right so if you don't know who your alderman is then maybe we should know you should find out what district you live in within the city that you live and then find out who the alderman is for that for your area and when you have an issue, then you can call them. Okay, so some people, some of the governments prefer the city council or city uh, councilman or council member. That's another term. Well, uh, the city of Oak Grove and other cities and even Grandview, they, they use the term alderman. Now, what I do want to share, too, is that aldermen... Uh, they just don't work just to, they don't show up and take the time out of their, their pockets and say, Hey, we're gonna, we're going to, um, 
just be an alderman and show up to all these meetings or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a key thing to do. You'd find out information and you'd be able to help the people in your community. But aldermans get paid. Okay, they get paid. And from what I see, the average salary could be anywhere from 20000 to 37000 to one up, even to 96000 in some areas, right? Some districts, some uh, areas. So $36,000 a year and it's part-time and uh, that sounds pretty good to me, right? So, but not so much just about the pay, but the fact that there is a responsibility, a community and civic responsibility to the position where people can uh, participate and have a voice. And when you have people that are in your community that have uh, a voice and they can help speak for the community, I mean, really do, not just go and get a paycheck, right? Uh, they have a, a community interest. Uh, they have a community interest because their 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 relatives would be part of it. Now, here, if you're interested, and I do want to share because I think that it's super important to even know what the qualifications for an alderman would be. Okay, so what I'm seeing, oh, let's see, what I'm seeing, qualifications for an alderman would be that you uh, must be a registered voter, okay, at least 25 years of age, okay, must have or must have been a United States citizen for at least five years before the respective elections, uh, must be a resident of the city for three years. So if you're it, live in, if you live in Grandview, you should have been a resident of Grandview for at least three years. A resident of the ward from which uh, elected for one year. So the ward or district, if you have to be a resident of that ward for at least one year, which makes sense, okay? Because it's like, okay, I live in the area. I've been here. I kind of know what's going on. I have to travel. I know where the grocery stores are and all the potholes and issues. So that definitely makes sense. So to run it for an alderman, if you're wanting to be an alderman or run for an alderman, uh, find out and, and participate, do that. And, and I'm just saying that because we're so concerned with the national elections that we forget about what's going on locally. And is the representation for the demographics, is it really fair and locally? Because yeah, what, what about the the demographics and representation and the issues and causes. Well, if you have someone that is there that would speak in your best interest because of being uh, associated and knowing what the issues are, then we have a better chance to have someone in our communities that, that, will, that will speak up for the communities. That's what all this exercise is about. Now, another thing that I wanted to share was uh, one of the other things that's on the ballot for voting is, of course, do uh, the uh, Grain Valley, the Oak Grove people, do they want to have the opportunity to have the Metropolitan Community Colleges come out in that area? Hmm? And that's super, super cool. I think it's great. I think it's a good thing to do. But there's also a responsibility in that, too. Hmm? There's also responsibility because uh, what we're looking at is, all right, well, you have it, you have the, the opportunity, but what about the, who pays for it? <laughs> Let's just get real. Who pays for it? Yeah. And, and that's uh, kind of a big question that I wanted to know. So, of course, it makes sense. Metropolitan Community Colleges, how do they get paid? So if we're wanting to have a community college come out as far as Grain Valley and Oak Grove, what can we expect as far as who pays for that? So Metropolitan Community College here, colleges in Missouri uh, or community colleges in Missouri are supported by local property taxes. Mm -hmm. 
state appropriations, tuition, and other. Okay, so we know that there's been a big, big issue with the personal property tax, the uh, estate, real estate, the property tax, local property tax. It, they just skyrocketed in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area, and no one can explain why. Okay, so right now, just as an FYI here in Jackson County, yeah, it, as far as out here, closer to and the Oak Grove uh, area, well, they haven't gone up significantly as and as devastatingly as some in the closer into the greater Kansas City area, closer to Kansas City, Missouri, right? So I don't know if it's because we don't have the uh, we don't have the community colleges out here. It goes as far out as Blue Springs, and then that's it. Well, just know that there's uh, a personal or actually local property tax responsibility that will be required once and if, if the people here in the Grain Valley, Oak Grove area say, yes, we want a community college as far out as uh, for our, our kids, you know. So anyway, that's just something to think about. Now, I do want to, and I'm just going to go back here. Here. Here we go. Vote no. Say no to the highest gas taxes in Missouri. Vote no on April 6th. Oppose Oak Grove's local gas tax. And I got that in the mail. Hey, Lance Robertson, glad that you joined. I got that in the mail and I'm like, oh, and I'm looking. I'm like, who sent it? Who sent it? Hmm. Doesn't have any information about who sent it. Okay. So it's kind of an anonymous thing, but here's some reasons why they're saying to vote no on the local sales tax, the, the, uh, the say no to the highest gas taxes in Missouri. So for the increase in the local gas tax, it says uh, the city of Oak Grove says that this gas tax will get the people outside of Oak Grove to pay for better roads. Hmm. Well, if you live in Oak Grove and more than likely you're going to buy your gas in Oak Grove. So how are the people outside of Oak Grove? <laughs> going to pay for your gas your uh to have better roads okay well and this is the argument that they make they say here the reality people will simply bypass oak groves more expensive gas and fuel elsewhere don't you always look for the cheapest gas okay so that's their argument and uh, number two point two gas stations and truck stops will lose business and not just gas sales, but also sales on food and other items they sell. The, that means the city of Oak Grove's tax revenue will decline. The city will ultimately collect less, less gas tax overall and collect la, less city sales tax. Okay. And the third uh, item they have here, Loss of sales could also cause businesses to cut jobs or even close altogether. So they just went all the way there. Now, the sales tax that I saw was, uh, I think it was just one, one point, zero point, point zero one. That's what I saw. Um, they're saying that it's the highest gas taxes in Missouri. So, but the thing about it is that with the interest, the interest is this, uh, Oak Grove is the last truck stop headed east. Huh? It's the last big truck stop headed east to St. Louis. So the, there's two, uh, maybe, yeah, there's two, three, well, three, if you count the, the quick trip out here that have a uh, facility where you get your gas. So truckers come out and get their gas and they, nice facilities. And of course, who, who wants to pay higher taxes? So the research comes with the responsibility as a citizen. I'm going to do a little bit more research 
okay, to say, okay, well, is this true? Okay, I'm not just going to go on a piece of paper and I'm not, I'm not going to not vote. I'm going to vote on something because no vote is a vote, right? All right, lower tuition, raise pay. Oh, this is another flyer. This is to say yes uh, to attach your district to the Metro Casey Junior College District. Okay, so they're saying, we want to come out, guys. Well, you do. All right, well, I know I'm going to be paying more tax because you get paid junior college based on the tax. Now, I'm just going to say, I know I work with community colleges. I train and teach. I've been around. And um, shout out to Johnson County Community College. I hate to do it, but, you know, here, those guys have the lowest uh tuition. Yes, they do. They have the lowest tuition. So even Metropolitan Community College, uh, if I look around and I compare the two, I'm going to be cheaper just going over there. <laughs> even if I try to pay in-state fees at, at one of the Metropolitan Missouri Community Colleges. I don't know how that happened, but they just beat everybody hands down. And I just say, get get the best education you can. Now, I do continuing education out there. I teach a lot of technical stuff or whatever and video stuff. But uh, I think the main thing is to get the education and continuing education. If you're looking to improve yourself and as far as your skills, of course, you know, at being a better person, the best person you can be, best way to do that is to love Jesus. <laughs> I'm just going to tell it. <laughs> Come on, get saved and stay saved. This sister Ed, I am who I am. I don't care which broadcast I'm on, but just know that, um, you know, they do have a lower, lower tuition and it, you know, just shop around for it. Do that and you'll uh, come out a lot better. Well, those are the two issues that I saw, the two things that are on the ballot that were of interest to me, actually uh, the three, because I'm, I'm looking at that alderman thing. Guys, participate. You know, uh, there's some great, great minds. There's some heavyweights out there. I just can't see anybody being on a ballot anywhere in any of these cities. They're just on the ballot. They just get, just get put on just because they put their name on. I can't see that, you know, especially with what's going on. We want to be, a, have a voice for all people. And if we get, get uh, an opportunity, then um, we should participate. I know. Reza Sing Singleton, laugh out loud. I'm going to do it. Okay. Here's the treat that I do want to share. Now, there is, uh, we're going to go ahead and go right into this uh, broadcast with uh, pre-recorded broadcast of uh, the interview that we had with Mr. James Davis. Uh, so let's go out here. I'm going to see if I can get this set up and we're going to go out here and check it out. I see that you start. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Mr. James Davis, what a privilege it is to talk with you today. Uh, now you are an entrepreneur. I'm going to say you've been in the business of doing business for a very long time. Yeah. I, and and really just the, the little bit that we've had a chance to just, you know, I've just had a chance to just share or just listen to you. This journey has has been a journey that uh, where you have a niche and we'll we're going to get into that. But can you just share a little bit? Tell, take us back. Tell us, tell us about how you got started and your interest in business. Well, okay. It actually started. I went into the United States Army at the age of 16. Oh. Uh, and that was in 1974. I got out. Oh, oh, hold on. How, did they sign? They, they had to sign for you to well, go, that, huh? That days that your parents would sign for you. So I wanted to go into the army. What did I was doing anything wrong? It just said my grades were great. I was I was almost an honor student. You want to say back in them days we had E's and S's, and mm. I was out of E's. So, but I decided to go in. I wanted to go into the army. I was in ROTC, so I, I, I just I was like an army kind of guy, and I was on my way to Vietnam. 
and mm. I did basic training in AIT in Fort Polk, Louisiana. Uh, and then, of course, after I got an AIT, the war was uh, over with. The Vietnam War was over with. So I well, later on a year or so later, I got out of the service. I was 19 now. I'm about 19 years of age. Going on 19, actually. Uh, and, you know, with probably nothing to do. So I decided I want to go try to maybe be attorney. So I went in and tried to uh, apply for my GED and try to take the test. And, you know, I was successful in taking the first test. So, but then I just uh, decided to say, well, you know, I started painting houses. And then I, you know, I was painting houses where I had to add the paper saying paint most houses for $299. And I was, yeah, most houses, <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, and I had a lot of houses to paint. Uh-huh. The paint was free because the city was allowing us to have free paint. So, 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 you know, I told the customer, hey, you get free paint. I'm going to paint your house for $2.99. You got a heck of a deal. So that, I was getting a lot of customers that way. Okay. And- so there we go. Right away. You weren't, you weren't the kind of guy. I'm just, I'm just going to kind of do some things here just mull this over at 16 you had some initiative you're, you're talking about now that was vietnam war time yes. now, i remember i was around during the vietnam war as well you know some of our listeners may not have been but you were a young person that yeah, you were ready to go do something right okay yep. so then by the time you got out of the army or the end of the vietnam war you were 19, still a teenager. Now, that's a, that's a big shout out to teenagers. Now, we, we have some things going on with some teenagers that are being authors. I, you know, there's some awards going around for uh, those that were writing books and things of that nature. So here, I'm hearing it does. It's you're never too young huh, yep. to get started with thinking about what it is you want to do with your life. And then here comes the part painting houses so finding something that you can do well or want to do or a hustle that will will pay and here you go painting a house and now that 200 some dollars might not sound so much today but back in the day hey that was a lot okay a lot and and you know some and then so there was some some sales there too right so you had to talk people in to hey get the paint and I'll paint it. Absolutely. Wow. There's business right there. Huh? That's making money. That's entrepreneurship right there. That's that's getting some customers going there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was just a stepping stone to get to the next uh, thing I wanted to do. And what happened was I came across this little store on 40th and Prospect, a little empty store. I want to say it was empty because the guy who did own it only had like maybe, uh, maybe 25, 30 candy bars about five packages of bologna in the store and maybe some salami and mm. a few loaves of bread on the, on, on the shelf. So, but he was, he was, he was selling the store mm-hmm. and, but he was also renting it as well. Mm. So I happened to see the store when I was painting one of the houses I was painting down the street. I said, Hey, I'm gonna get in the store business. So the next day I gave the man a thousand dollars for what he had, including the coolers and, and the little meat. And and also the rats that he had in the store because there was some rats in the store there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> About that, so, so so you know, so I oh, pay him the money for the store and got a bill of sales. And the next day, uh, I start cleaning that store up because it needed to be cleaned. So I cleaned the store up, you know, put out some stuff to kill the rats that was downstairs, and uh, got that situated. And then start, you know, just kind of grew from there. Okay. <laughs> right there that was super impressive so you made the money painting the houses so so and and then from there took the money that you saved and invested in what it is that you wanted to do which is uh, being a store owner at you know opening up a storefront right absolutely now here guys sales is is what's up so you know some people that you know when it comes to everyone people want to get creative when it comes to business and making money and that's cool but this was simple hmm? yep. simple a simple business and doing something simply so that you don't have to go out there and knock on doors boom 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 can i have a job right oh and we're going to be talking about some of that next Anyway, go ahead, sir. Please continue. 
then I started, you know, of course I opened the store up and, and, and I, and I, and I uh, worked hard about getting store clean first. Mm. Yes. And getting the smell out and mm. basically getting it cleaned up. Uh, and, and I started and I went down to cash and carry at that time it was called cash and carry. And I purchased a lot of candy. And then at Walmart, uh, uh, I used to go, uh, was called, at that time it was called Hypermark. I would go there at two or three o'clock in the morning and purchase like maybe three boxes of uh, a cornmeal, two packs of flour, three packs of sugar. And I'll buy my stuff at there because I couldn't afford to buy cases from a cash and carry. Only mm-hmm. candy. And I couldn't afford to buy, you know, merchandise like, like food merchandise. So I buy this, I buy the onesies and twosies from Hypermark, take them to the store late at night and nobody wouldn't see me and put the stuff on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And when I started, started this small business and, and then people start coming in a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Okay. Now here's another thing that I'm impressed with. You worked in the community where you were working and you were familiar with, and I'm, I'm going to kind of lay on that for a minute the community wasn't being serviced, right? So back in the day, there were stores around, uh, but mostly there were like liquor stores. Well, yeah. there was a store half a block down the street from me called mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was Joe Looney on 39th and Prospect. Okay. Of course, like I said, Tony Anello was half a block from me. And B's Liquor was a little further uh, 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 south than me as well. Mm-hmm. So I had competition around me. I'm, competition but the kids for the kids or or the mom to say hey walk mm-hmm. can you walk around the corner and grab something or the kids want a quick snack or some candy or something they don't have to go way down to a liquor store in that type of an environment to go up and just to get something that where they can enjoy themselves right or something that they needed a necessity some bread you know back in that was it you know if you could walk to the store that was kind of the highlight right like of a, life so just when a, we were kids huh yeah and get some uh you know get some candy mm-hmm. you know? yeah and that's that's why i was trying to push mostly the candy but i was uh, gradually growing the grocery you know part mm-hmm. To the business as well, and I just kept on working at it. You know, I worked at it and worked at it. Then I was making fifteen dollars a day. You know, and that was fifteen bucks every day. On there Sunday, you go. I know. And on Sundays, I made one hundred and twenty-five dollars on Sundays because I was the only store. I was Tony Nella was not open, so I was open. Oh yeah, the Blue Laws back in the day. Yep, he wasn't open, so I had I was on one hundred twenty-five bucks a day on Sundays. So I was doing great with that. Mm-hmm. And kept on building the store up and building it up and building it up and letting customers know I'm here, come and support me. You know, I would chase them halfway down the street before they get to Tony and say, Hey, come on back here. I got the same bologna. I charge you the same price. I charge <laughs> the same price for the for the bread. And it's gonna be a safer environment, right? Environment as well, you know. And I start having three loaves of bread for a dollar. I start having a, a can of pop for 25 cents. I start putting sales on. Put in my little windows I had. Put sales, 25 cents pop, uh, uh, three loaves of bread for a dollar. And then I came up with a good itch on some money orders. I started charging 15 cents per money order back in the day. But that money order gave me working capital. So when people bought a money order on a, on a Monday, I didn't have to pay the money order company until Friday. So that rotated over and over again. Until I had working capital. Then I started buying more stock and more inventory. And I kind of built it up from that point on. Mm-hmm. And then one year, uh, like maybe nine years down the road, out of that little bitty store on 40th and Prospect, I made a million dollars gross. My goodness. Later. And then I got then I got into the That was in 10 years. Within 10 years, yeah. Within, within 10 years, you made a million dollars gross gross one year. out of that little store for one year i made a million dollar gross out of now one. not in and here we go so this was in the african-american community for those listeners i mean because we have listeners all over the the country and and really the world we have some listeners uh in the philippines what? so for for the listeners around the world 
these this uh, is a, was a store that's located was located in the African American community. Right. It serviced African Americans with what they needed and also fun treats and things. But it got started by an African American that painted houses, saved the money, and to, went out boldly to say, "Hey, I'm going to do something with my life besides knock on a door." And say, will you give me a job? Get angry if you don't get the job or go rob someone or go and take uh, and sell drugs out of the store. Right. Right. So this was an honest living. And in 10 years, there was a million dollar gross receipts within 10 years of owning this. Now, this is little by little. So for all the ballers that think they balling. I don't think so. You're not doing nothing until you do this uh, it, with your own creativity, imagination, sweat, mm. rolling up your sleeves, ethics. Huh? Mm. I hear that being ethical about what you're doing, uh, sales, chasing them down. I have the same baloney, cost it, it cost, with the same price, bro. Come buy my baloney. Putting things on sale. Look, this is business. Not all of that on the corner, talking yickety yak and trying to sling uh, drugs. You do something now. Do something with your life that's worth doing. This right. is worth doing because this man is still here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. Mr. Davis is mm-hmm. still here, and he's still doing big things. Go ahead, Mr. Davis. And then I, at that same time, I started another business right next door. Because then at that time, I went ahead and started buying the building. And I went ahead and bought the building with contracted deed for the from the owners. And then I started a, a one part of the building, like what we consider would be the north side of the building. I uh, opened up a little restaurant called Just for Kids. And then in the restaurant with Just for Kids, it had, it had video games and it had honest old tacos and hamburgers. And I had somebody to run that for me. And believe it or not, back in them days, when you're making $145 a day net, that wasn't bad money on um, video games and hamburgers and tacos. Mm-hmm. Right. It didn't require a lot of bigger health department stuff. It just, you know, I just bought some some drills from Kmarks at the time when Kmarks was open. And we, and we put them in there and we did nice business. And then at the same time, I started another business. I started a business called, uh, at that time, I started. Uh, my curl activated moisturizer lotion and i had 10 products on the market that's when we used to have the curls i remember the curls now i didn't get the curl i'm just getting a little history had, about that <laughs> my hair's conditioned is now because i got the curl. oh so I, I didn't <laughs> i didn't get the curl but i did get uh-huh. the perm i was a perm girl you know yeah. uh something to kind of make it easy where all you had to do is just put the rollers in it, dry it, and go, whatever. But the stuff is not good for you. That's why I'm natural to this day. Right. That's a good thing. So. You're on a good step. Uh, <laughs> but, but here, uh, as a businessman, yeah. and, and then providing a product that yeah. uh, African Americans used at the time, and, you know, it was a style that was desired. Not a bad thing. It was just a right. thing, right? I mean, it's a choice because even back in the day, some of us didn't curl or perm our hair. Some was just press and curl. Some was just that afro, you know, that little curly afro or whatever. That that's fine too. So mm-hmm. here, here, but I hear another business, uh, and I'm gonna ask a quick question for you. Continue. Did you get tired? Well, you know, I hear you keep in mind I'm in my twenties now. Really okay. Uh, there you go. So do it I, while you're young. Do yeah, it while you're young. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was doing probably maybe 19, 18, 19 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh then I started the course, you know, I had uh, some friends, relatives running the, the, the restaurant just for kids. And mm-hmm. then the in the micro activator, I had 10 products on the market, rearranger, booster, uh, shampoo, conditioner, and, and a couple more other items I had on the market on the my curl. So then I said, okay, great. So I'm selling the my curl. You know, it's going to some of the stores. It went to cats. I only remember cats back in the day. I do. I went through Blankenship to get cats. To, to Blankenship was a master, master distributor at that time. So I sold a product to Blankenship, and he distributed products for different places here in the city for me. I remember Blankenship, <laughs> and they were on Vine Street. Right. Yeah, we've had, uh, we spoke with um, 
doctor, uh, the doc at the, the Black Archives. Now they were on Vine Street. Now they've moved around the corner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no. we. Oh, well, they don't. They're not there anymore now. Blanket Ship was on Prospect, and then mm-hmm. they was on 47th Street. Now I'm not sure where they at now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blanket Ship is an old uh, African American business that uh, they were. They were into well, and they still may be. We, we just need to. I'm gonna find out. But they were into black hair care, they right. black hair care and black beauty supplies uh, back in the day. So, interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but before the Koreans, before the Koreans. So, and and let me just kind of do a little bit of caveat there. Now, it's one of the things that I think has has devastated the african-american community is that the businesses that we started and thrived and supported uh, were sold or not supported to the point to where once the european-american or korean uh stores and other ethnic ethnic ethnically owned stores were open then our dollar left the community absolutely and also the blight of uh, leaving those who would get the education. First thing they'd want to do would be to move out of the neighborhood because of uh, whatever, whatever reason, wanting to move into a newer neighborhood. A lot of our homes, uh, of course, in African-American communities around the country are, uh, you know, there's old buildings where you're not able to, Folks haven't maintained as well. Not and even not all of the homes. I'm I'm not saying that uh, because there's a lot of beautiful communities. Absolutely. But just to know that when it comes to the African American dollar, it mm-hmm. circulates how many times before it leaves? It used to circulate and circulate several times mm-hmm. before it left the community to go to other communities. Well, now. Uh, my stats may be off, but it's not circulating as many times. It doesn't stay, right? Right. right. Which, which causes for businesses to not be uh, supported in in a way to where black-owned businesses uh, should be supported. And, and then from there, where where are black-owned businesses now? We'll probably get a chance to talk a little bit about that. But here, you're doing. You had three businesses. Uh, running and going. One. I got another one. I, then I came out with a company called Image Magazine. Uh, I wow. The publishing business. Didn't know nothing about the publishing business, but I had to do something because I got tired of seeing negativity uh, about black folks on, on TV, on the radios. So I came out with Image Magazine and it was a positive publication. And I had, and it was a beautiful publication. It was color on, uh, on the outside of the publication. It was, I had like, I think like, I can't remember, there may be 60, 65 or 66 pages, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, and it was a very well publication. I advertised my businesses that I had. I advertised just for kids in there, a restaurant. I advertised Shortstop Grocery. That was the name of the store. Shortstop I, Groceries. And, I, and then I advertised uh, 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 Image Mag, well, of course, Image Magazine. I advertised all the other businesses that I had. Mm-hmm. But, inside the image magazine and i just done it from there so i had all them businesses going at the same time mm-hmm. just i had probably no more than i had a, some writers and photographers and proofreaders uh, that we met every sunday on my house on the pool table that's where we met every sunday and to, to put together the publication and we did that on sundays because that's the only day that i closed early at the store was on sundays so that's how we kind of put that together. It was doing very well. Everything was doing great. Mm-hmm. Everything was mm-hmm. doing great. Uh, it was the things that I had to do. Now, and just and we're gonna we're gonna let you go here in a little bit. I know that you're a very busy person. That's why we're we're getting this. Uh, this is pre-recorded, by the way, guys, uh, so that we can keep moving because this gentleman is super busy. We appreciate uh, the time that he spent speaking with us, and we're gonna. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to chat with him uh, re- within the next week or two coming up. But the uh, what you've done and what you've said is is should be a beacon of light and hope to any anyone. I, I'm not just saying African Americans. 
but anyone that wants to get in business and do something, you, the thing is, what I'm hearing is that you have to do it and you, you have to get up and then think about what it is that your passion is. Uh, it, you didn't know anything about a magazine, no. but here you go. You have one, had one. And that was back in the day. That was a big deal. Having a rag. We call them rags, right? Newspapers, magazines, whatever. It's a big thing happening uh, where you could have your picture taken. And then the magazine would come around and go, oh, I see your, your picture and, and advertise. But it, it served a purpose, too. It gave yeah. you an opportunity to advertise, which is another piece of, of business that I think uh, people don't seem to understand that right now it's social media, social media. We spoke with uh, uh, one of the, the congressional candidates last week on uh, on the uh, obstruction of justice, and she ran her whole candidacy through social media and mm -hmm. won the primary. Huh? It she, a lot. she did that. And so social media is the big thing now, mm -hmm. but it started with wanting to. And not not binge watching TV, you know, not I, I don't know. I don't get a chance to watch very much TV, but not binge watching TV, not putting the blame, not playing the video games. Yeah. You know, that video game industry has taken off. But look who's sitting there playing the video games. You know, people that are just I, I remember working in, in getting uh, even when the video game industry, when it started ramping up, they would. They would just be playing video games and you call in, they call in, hey, my video game, you're taking money out, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, okay, well, but there's more to life is the point. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that right there, if you want to be a success in business, then you have to do it. Huh? Yes. Nike said, just do it. And, you know, he didn't lie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nike did his thing, but we need to do our things. And then I'm hearing too, that it started with, the money that you have. So I don't know how many folks still have their stimulus checks. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know what, you know, what you could do with the stimulus check in that, you know, as far as business is concerned, guys, but write the vision and make it plain. Write it down. Get that business plan. Yeah, if you need a business plan, help and assistance, contact ASBNC Training and Consulting. That's our plug. <laughs> We'll, we'll help you come up with a business plan. We actually have classes to help you write a business plan. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Now, your business plan sounds like you, you got it going, but then to run your business, that was another big thing. Well, how do we run it? Where do we meet? This mm -hmm. brother had a pool table. Mm -hmm. He took the time that he had, and which was on a Sunday. Okay. There's a lot of, I work on Sundays too. It's just different kind of work. It's the Lord's work. And, but then there was some rest time because he got off a little early and then he was able to talk a little bit about what he needed to do with that magazine. Wow. Wow. Zer. Mm -hmm. Now, Mr. Davis, you're going to be coming back uh, and we're going to be able to spend more time with you. I believe next week or within the next week or two, we're going to kind of play it by ear guys. Um, what do you see? Right now, I'm just going to ask you this one little quick question. What do you see is the biggest, biggest block, uh, stumbling block or issue when it comes to African-American uh, businesses, minority-owned businesses? Well, the biggest stumbling block is I think it's not getting opportunities because, I mean, I started several businesses in my lifetime. The, the biggest business I started one time was DSS, that's Davis Safety Supply. And and the gross sales on that business, particular business, was like four million dollars. So I have started a couple more other businesses as well, and they made and they did pretty well. But there's always been a stumbling block. It's always been just just uh, not getting the opportunities. You have to fight for opportunity. I'm mm -hmm. saying a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but believe me. But it took a lot of fight, and that's what you have to do. You have to fight consistently, and and, and you don't don't let nobody take you no. Know, Front doors are not open. In our case, the back doors are not open. You, go the window. you know, what I mean, that's just how we got to run it. You know, and mm. just that, I mean, it's just there's so many obstacles that we got to deal with. We have to. I'm serious. There's a lot of obstacles. 
and and I'm on my 40th, I think my, I say this so many times, I think I'm on my 43rd year in business, I might be 44, but I'm, I'm in the 40s, mm-hmm. the business, so I've been in business for a very, very long time, and I'm telling you, I always have to fight, the mm-hmm. business I'm in now, I'm fighting, <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Okay, yeah, we're going to come back and get a chance yeah, to hear what's going on with that business that uh, you're working with now. The uh, and I get it. Yeah, uh, the opportunities are not always there. Uh, I think the networking opportunities aren't there as far as um, networking to the capital. Networking, I'm saying the 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 economics part of it, right? Getting right. the the money to uh, to run the business, getting the startup funding and the capital, getting the grants and things like that. Um, some of the vision that we have visions for, for businesses are big. Uh, it's not always about this, the storefront, but of course we can work where we start, work where we are and then grow to build that. Just a little uh, thing about the capital part of it uh, for years what what I've done and you know even now it doesn't matter I'll take a contract and you know we'll work the contract and invest in the businesses that we have mm-hmm. so one business will invest in the other business but we'll take a contract to to invest in the other businesses so it's about um, yeah I think the opportunities and then looking for the opportunities I agree and not letting people say no if they say no that's no there but that's not no everywhere huh right right it's not no everywhere and also i've been fortunate i when i started my business i never had borrowed money for my business it's never mm-hmm. had uh when i got into the business i did obtain a line of credit but i never never actually went out and borrowed money to start the business have never got it never because oh, one right. one business does good i you know i sell it i move to something else or i maybe find a way of doing something different that's just basically how I, how I always have done it so, and there's a niche there and i said that we would talk about it uh at by the end of our conversation and well today's conversation and that's startup hmm? there's some entrepreneurs that are great at startups hmm? and that's what they do they start up they grow it to profit and then they sell it, right? Mm-hmm. So that is that is a way uh, to do business. But you know, without without you you chiefs, and I'm saying you know the the big big kahunas, the guys that that have paved the way, paved the way, and proven the concept, right? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the other part, the longevity of some businesses, are you know that would just be just what it is it's uh it's the startup but the startup is important to get to the to the to the long haul is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah mr davis james davis thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us and we're looking forward to talking with you uh again here real soon okay thanks for having me too we're going to talk more about the this new business yes definitely looking forward to that mm-hmm Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. That uh, that interview was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, as you can tell. Uh, this, this gentleman is going to come and hang with us again uh, here soon, and we're really looking forward to it. Uh, for everyone that joined and hung in there with us, we do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we just look forward to where we can come back and hang out some more and talk about some more business. If you have any questions or, you know, issues you want to discuss or any questions about business or training or just uh, in general, huh? Contact us. Contact us. Give us, drop us a line at uh, the uh, website there, www.asbnc.com. And we will definitely get back with you and hang out and everything and contact you and let you know uh, the answer. If we don't know, we'll find out. Hopefully everybody is doing well and uh, hang in there and things uh, go well. Make sure you vote. Get out there and vote. That was what this was all about, too. Sharing to where you can have some 
uh, information to where you can vote better. And if you don't know what to vote for, just investigate it. Do your research, your due diligence as a citizen of the United States of America and the greater communities, the different states and local communities. Uh, just do your best. I, I try to do mine. And uh, take care, and um, uh, we'll see you next time. Justice now.